change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. That what exists, reality itself, is gorgeous. It is the plenum, the fullness of total joy. The universe is a celebration. It's a firework show to celebrate that existence is. Wow, we. For those of us seeking a life of meaning and purpose, capturing fulfillment in every moment of now, seeking the truth of our reality so we can live this life to its fullest. This. Is the Live This Life podcast. I'm your host, Heath Cummings. And I'm your co host for the day, Alexis McQuillan. We're here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day Are you living or are you killing time? All right, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. And I am back with Miss Alexis McQuillan. How are you? Fantastic. Let's go. Let's go. We're talking about <laughs> manifestation today. This has been one that we've been wanting to talk about for quite a while. So we're going to dive into this one because this is this is Miss Alexis's wheelhouse. This is her jam. This is this is what she does. And I've got some stuff on it, too. But I feel like this is one that you're a little bit more of an expert than I am. Yeah, but I really do feel like you're probably a master manifester. Master manifester. Yeah, I think I, I've, I've realized in the last few years that there's always been like if I've gone after something enough, it just comes around. But it's I just thought maybe that was just the result of the grind. You know, you're working through things and you just right. You know, obviously, you're not going to go down any roads that you don't turn yourself down towards. So I always thought it was just kind of that. But getting very specific about the things I've wanted in my life, I've seen that, yes, those things end up showing up and it's it's like undeniable a certain point and then you learn about some of this stuff and you test it out and you're like oh wow like there might be some truth to this stuff yeah i don't know why like i've always had that feeling about you i'm like i bet he just manifests stuff like anything like that which is really cool to have that uh, ability because i think a lot of people maybe struggle because they get in their head so much about what they want but it seems like you you're just like i want this thing i'm gonna get it mm -hmm. which there's manifestation that takes place within you know within our actions yeah. Which I know that you have something about that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I just I've I've realized that about myself. And that's I think what's fascinated me about this subject even more was just I've I've seen it from the 2020 view, like down the road. Like I look back and then before I even knew any of this stuff was even a thing. And I'm like, oh, like, wow, damn, there were some things that I said I really, really wanted in my life. And I've pretty much gotten every single one with a few little Same. exceptions. I think there's a few exceptions that they were really not going to lead to good stuff if I would have gotten them. I wouldn't be nowhere near in as good of a place in my life as I was. So I think I was being maybe a little sheltered, uh, you know, to divert myself away. But um, yeah, I feel like our authentic self or higher self or, you know, whatever you want to call that, there's a piece of us that actually knows where we're going and it's our guidance system, even though our mind kind of gets in the way and gets muddled of like, where we, what we truly desire. So what you're saying right there, it's like, we could, we could say, you know, our spirit guides or the universe or whatever, you know, put down this wall or put up this obstacle. So we didn't get what we thought we wanted, but I think maybe we already internally know from the start, we don't really want this thing. And so we're creating those obstacles ourselves. Mm, yeah. And I always found it interesting though, because if 
I guess, I guess I want to approach this from a skeptic's point of view because I still very much believe in it and I actually try and coach people towards it every once in a while, but there's, I don't know, there's things that come into our lives that aren't desirable. So how do we stop ourselves from those things that actually come up? Because I'll talk about that as an example, but that's, that's something I'd like to dive into it as far as this conversation goes at a certain point is how, how do the bad things that do show up that we were responsible for manifesting? How come we didn't block those, you know, but I guess the argument could be made that maybe those things were needed for a, a significant portion of our evolution, right? I think so. I 100% think so. I get where you're going, though, because it's kind of it's a pretty com complex subject. And, and there's still things within that subject. Like, I wouldn't even consider myself an expert in this because I still question some of those things. It's like there's some fucked up shit that happens in the world to us. And I, I, I balance on that. I lean back and forth because it's like I do fully. I guess I can't say fully because I question it still, which I think is a good thing. Um, question everything. But I do feel like, you know, life is happening for us and it's not coming at us. But then there's also really bad things that happen to people where I'm like, oh, like, did we really manifest that? Mm. So I don't that's a hard one. That's it is a really a hard, hard one. one. So you maybe know, that's where my humanity comes in. <laughs> no, and it's true because we don't want to see people go through the hard stuff. But, no. you know, it just you and I have said this a million times in conversations to each other. We've said it on the show, too, that sometimes the the worst things we ever go through are the biggest things we can improve upon on ourselves. And, and we wouldn't be the people we are today without those things. And we wouldn't necessarily want to do them again. Um, and that's not the that's not the point of it. The point is that we did go through it and it made us who we are. And, uh, you know, however that happens in our life, if we manifest it or not. And that's, you know, the, the word manifestation gets so new agey. And that's one thing I wanted to do this episode about, too, because I think that, you know, bringing in people who are in the new age movement and who are very spiritual, they they tend to approach it from such a woo-woo mystical standpoint that there's people on the other side that are such skeptics that it, it completely creates another line of that division we're always talking about. Um, but it's really nothing that that needs to be that complicated, needs to be that mystical and woo-woo. You know, it's basically just a simple explanation of bringing something into our lives that we we desire or that we want. And like we said, sometimes it's something that we don't necessarily want, but we bring it into our lives by basically dominating our thoughts and beliefs about a certain thing. And, and that's often how I feel that shows up. I mean, I guess that's a, a quick version of defining manifestation. Yeah. And another way for maybe the people that are more, you know, uh, spiritual or like the woo woo stuff or whatever, even though I really don't feel like this is woo woo, but um, I would say, you know, it's, it's, I, I wrote this down because I love this um, explanation, but it's like the frequency and the vibration, which is the energy one expresses is the frequency and vibration that is returned. So whatever we're expressing, mind, body, emotion, and spirit is what is received. Um, just another way of like looking at it, which you said it perfectly. It's like, what is dominating those, you know, four areas? Yeah. Um, say the, say the four areas again. So it's going to be um, mind, body, emotion, and spirit. Mm. That kind of goes deep, but it's true. It's yeah. True. I mean, all of that basically is a set of beliefs and it, it like basically creates like a, I don't know, it basically creates like a vibration of a person. Like they, they resonate a certain 
belief system about them and a way that they carry themselves in life. I mean, if you're if you're trying to go out there and just be a, a person who's going to attract everybody, but you're you're not a very friendly, forthcoming person who, <laughs> you know, people want to talk to, you're probably not going to manifest a whole lot of friends. You're probably not going to be somebody who is going to have people gravitate towards you. You know, it's it's everything that is about you, your belief system, the way that you walk, you talk, you hold yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a whole total package. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, another thing too, is like, if you're a happy person and you're super grateful and you wake up and like, you're in that energy, it's like life is an echo. Like we are echoing that out in existence and it's true, right? Like if you're in a great mood, don't you feel that like really magical and beautiful and amazing things happen throughout your day and uh, within your experiences that otherwise probably wouldn't look that way if you were in a shitty mood and treating everybody else around you that way. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So the same thing is happening. Like what we're getting at is the same thing goes for manifestation. Like if you're it's if you're in a specific energy, you're going to manifest, you know, whatever vibration you're in, Um, which I know we talked about this before, but it's like there's so much information out there on manifestation. And like you're like, what? Like what? What's like, how do I do it? Like what's 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 the trick what's the magic pill you know and that's so difficult because i think i really do think it is different for everybody and people Uh, will pay good money for that magic pill you know give me the how give me give me how it's done and people pay a ton of money and, and there's people who've made massive careers off of supposedly telling people the how it's done but they just keep them coming back for more seminars i've, I've discovered that about some of those people who are in the business of law of attraction and manifestation Totally. Yeah. I feel like when I've been in the headspace of like worry and stress and like, oh my gosh, how do I change my circumstances? How do I manifest a different life? Or, you know, I want things to be different. I realize when I'm in that space, it's very difficult for me to learn, or it was, it was very difficult for me to learn manifestation on an experiential level because I'd read stuff and I'd be like, logically that makes sense, but why am I not manifesting anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the thing is, because I was in worry and in stress and and I was constantly searching and searching and what's the thing that's going to change my life and how do I manifest, I was in a need state. And so I wasn't able to uh, really understand how it works. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much so. And, uh, you know, before we go too far, I want to yeah. I want to jump into something real quick because I, I caught your something that you had said. And this is a pattern that I've often had to talk people out of. So let's let's dive in real quick to Alexis. Let's yeah. let's talk about something that you have historically not been good at that you feel like you actually let's talk about something you feel like you're not so good at right now. Anything. I know it's tough. <laughs> if you can't think of something that's fine. Oh, oh, I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> um I would say my biggest insecurity and something that I really don't feel I'm good at, which I'm gradually getting over. <laughs> is speaking. Okay. I truly, I'm going to be like upfront, vulnerable and honest guys. Like I feel that I sound so dumb (laughs) (laughs) all the time, which obviously you don't because we wouldn't have picked you to be on the show if not, but (laughs) um, no, but I mean, you, you actually caught yourself in it before because it's, it's the self-talk, it's the self-speak, it's your self-beliefs is, is what's going to manifest into your life as far as how you carry yourself. And a minute ago you were, you were talking about something and you said, I'm not good at, or I used to not be good at, which is always a great thing to say. If you've historically oh. not been good at something in your life, but you 
you want to be good at it at some point. If you always want to be bad at it, then make sure you always say, I'm not good at speaking because then you're always never going to be good at speaking. You're going to constantly yeah. have that self-belief, that self-talk, and you will never manifest the skill to actually be a good speaker. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I didn't, I mean, there was a certain point where I used to get absolutely terrified in group board meetings when we just be in like a department meeting uh, you know i would say even like 10 years ago and we just go around the table every two weeks with people i see every day at the water cooler or the coffee you know the, like the, the break room and we get around the table and i would have, get like anxious when my turn was up to talk about certain things that i had going on or whatever and that's completely shifted to me being in front of hundreds if not like i've been in front of a room of a thousand people before doing a public speaking it's like if you're always saying i'm not good at this and it's something you want to be good at it's that language that's always going to perpetuate what you're saying. If you're saying, I'm not good at speaking, you're always going to not be good at speaking. If you say, I've not mm -hmm. been good at speaking in the past, but, and I'll tell you right now, you are good at speaking. You've done a great <laughs> job. I hear more compliments about you when I'm out in public <laughs> about how your, your contributions to the show and everything. So, you know, you, it's, it's a matter of self-belief and it's something that eventually you'll got to realize you'll, you'll gain the confidence in yourself and realize how good you are at what you do. And that's going to manifest more of that. So it's, it's that self belief. You know sorry to cut you off there. Um, this is like kind of in line with that. Cause you brought up something really interesting. Um, I was speaking with um, a CrossFit coach the other day and I was like, it's so funny. Like I went mini golfing with the whole family and my nieces, like they're just so they're such poor sports. Like they get so angry because they're not good at golfing right away. And like, it's just like so bizarre. And she's like, she said to me, Alexis, that's a good thing. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, that's a good thing that they're poor sports and they're making it a big deal that they're not good at this one thing. She said, because that means that they, when, when they do find that thing that they really want, they're going to, it doesn't matter how bad they are at it. They're going to want to keep going and going and going until they get the thing that they really want the most. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was like fascinating. Cause I'm like, actually, yeah, I was a poor sport at all kinds of stuff when I was younger, but there are specific things that I want to be better at. I want to be better at coaching. I want to be better at speaking and bringing it full circle back to the manifestation. It's like, I am now, I have brought you into my life. There are several other great speakers that are in my life for a reason. I've manifested those people so I can develop this skill. Mm -hmm. Boom, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And right there is more affirmation of, how good you are with your words is <laughs> with, with your words, with the words is, <laughs> no but this is this is something that gets gets completely commercialized and that's one thing that's bothered me so much about it because i feel like it's there are so many simple steps that people could take and there's such a small gap between where people come from in saying nothing good ever comes to me in my life um i don't know how to manifest anything good i'm i you know it's those those self-belief the self-talk that's always self-defeating where i hear this one all the time is oh my luck and they'll say something bad you know knowing my luck blah 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 you have to stop speaking those kinds of things and that's just one of the most basic baby steps of the, the sort of the intro level of knowing everything about how to manifest and what that actually means but it's it starts with all of the internal belief and that goes all the way back to even some biblical stuff, and I'll dive into this super quick, is that 
there were certain portions of the Bible that were completely removed. There was 45 books or more that were that was taken out back in like 325 AD. I talk about it all the time. It was Council of Nicaea. Basically, an emperor determined what powerful stuff was going to be removed. And people who are very religious at this point, they will well, they will still defend it. They still defend it. And this is what sort of killed the Bible for me in its current format and why I will actually go back and look at some of the older texts and read some of those rather than the version of whatever was modified back then and a couple other times, uh, major kind of times since then. But the books that were removed, especially the Gospel of St. Thomas, there was tons of stuff that supposedly came from Jesus. And a lot of those things that were taught were instead of putting the power outside of the person and into a church and a guy standing at an altar and you know it's all stuff that was outside to connect to source and god all outside of you jesus and, and all those other things that were that were taken out of the bible all those words that were in there taught about how it was all internal and that it was the human thought that brought about health it was the human thought that actually made the connection to the divine and every other thing that somebody desired. And I'm not a biblical scholar. There's some people who can dive super deep in this. Sure. Greg Braden is one of the greatest guys who knows about this stuff. He's done major presentations on these things. But going all the way back into those things and, and knowing that you go all the way back to the, the hermetic law and the hermetic principles and all these things that were removed from the Bible, and they all talk about laws of vibration, laws of correspondence, mm. and, and all of these things that we're mentioning today. And it dives into, and it sort of, in modern day, has sort of melded into law of attraction circles. It gives it credence to me. It starts to give things a little bit more of a deeper understanding and a meeting like, oh, this isn't just some sort of a new age thing that's come about in the last 30 to 40 years that people used to sell books and seminars. Like, this is something that most of the elites have have coddled for themselves for so many years and have, I guess, kept the the masses from knowing. And that right there has given it more credence to me that it's this old. But then also the people who are doing the best in this world, I guess, monetarily on a physical level, um, they get all these power and riches and everything else. They've wanted to keep it from you and I. So that's sort of what's also magnetized me toward it a little bit more. I better not get a call one day that like you were like murdered or something. You bring up <laughs> I have no suicidal thoughts. <laughs> no, I will say I that right like now, the, like all those other people. Well, there's so many people out there that are like speaking their mind and then all of a sudden. Gone. I know. Or they get their they get their uh, reputations trashed or something like that. It's like, you know what? Right. I am squeaky clean. My my emails are all on public records and everything else. It's like open book, man. <laughs> I got nothing true. to hide. So if somebody go. says something about me, it's made up. No, but I, I mean, these things, there's there's people <laughs> out there who have made careers of talking about and exposing these things, but it's not out there in the mainstream. It's getting out there a lot more. Um, and I think that goes into, you know, a whole rabbit hole I don't want to dive into today, but like, you know, removing TikTok and a whole bunch of other stuff, because a lot of these things will come yep. up on there and you'll see a lot of them taken down after they've been up for a short amount of time. And it's simple stuff. It's so like what we're talking crazy. about. Yeah, it is. It's it is. so crazy. No, yeah. To go back to what you said, I mean, that is, I love that you brought that up because like, like you said, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's so woo woo. It's so like, God, manifestation. That's not even real. Like everything's a coincidence, you know, everything's mm -hmm. a coincidence. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, man, I don't know. But um, a really good example of, you know, what you were speaking about, how like thoughts create your reality mm -hmm. um, is like, if I was to say, 
I just don't have enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough belongings. I don't know. I don't have enough, you know, whatever the thing is. The universe, um, the the most simplest way of explaining this is the universe hears that. And it's like, oh, okay. So she doesn't have enough. Okay, great. I'm going to give that back to her. You're not going to have enough. We're going to keep, we're going to keep giving you not enough, which is less money, less, you know, whatever it is. We're not going to provide you with uh, opportunity or experiences that are going to get you where you actually want to be because you're thinking about the things that you don't have. Right. So, and the universe is very, I think it, it it's not, I don't, how do I word this? It's not necessarily that it's not on our side because it is, it's working for us in the background at all times, um, but it's not bias. Right. And so it's, it's giving us exactly what we're thinking about, uh, what we're feeling. And so I think that's where manifestation really works is when we truly desire something, it can't come from a place of, I, I, I don't have this thing. Um, I want more. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Absolutely. So, you know, talking, uh, I won't dive too much into it now because it's definitely like part of the conversation I want to work into, but you know, the physical universe is based on laws like it has to be for there to be order to create the complexity of this entire world around us it has to come from some sort of laws and order and everything and like i said before the seven hermetic principles one of them is the law of vibration that everything moves everything vibrates and that that's from oh man how many thousands of years ago i think it was like three or four thousand years old that 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 principle And we just discovered that that's actually true. We started smashing particles together and we discovered that everything actually was vibration at a certain point, but your thoughts are all measured in vibration as well. They measure your brain waves and Hertz. So when you have excitement about something, your brain's going to be, you know, if you had a a measuring device on your, your head, they would see that your brain's actually operating in a certain Hertz, you know, when you're dreaming or when you're in the zone, if you're an athlete, like they all have a different operating level of Hertz. So if you are a physical universe and you have this physical being you've created that emits a physical wave, you know, it's, it's, it emits different emotional waves and brain waves. If the physical universe is also vibration around it, then it takes a little bit of that woo-woo mystical stuff and explains it into a way that it actually is a law of resonance. And I actually actually had that pulled up a second ago. So let me see if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> the law. What is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the law of resonance states that the rate of vibration projected will harmonize and attract back energies with the same resonance. And that's where the law of attraction comes into play. So how we allow ourselves to feel and how we speak to ourselves will become our physical reality. So a perfect example of that, and I've got a video that I want to show you super quick, and I'm hoping that it will translate over onto here, is this one of this guy with some tuning forks, okay? So I actually saw this the other day and I saved it. So I'll show you this. I'll actually get a... I got to learn my stuff here, folks. So I'm going to do a screen share. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this guy had uh, tuning forks. I'll just play it first and I'll tell you what's going on while he's doing it. So he holds two tuning forks. They're just slightly off as far as their hertz goes. So he keeps on striking them.
and I'll play it again. I'm going to mute this so you don't have to yell over it. But so basically he's got two tuning forks near each other and one of them is mounted and it has a couple ping pong balls, ping pong, ping pong balls <laughs> up against it. And when he strikes the one tuning fork without the ping pong balls, the ping pong balls don't move against the other one. Then he pulls one out to the same tune what? as the other one. And then as soon as he hits it, it's not even touching the tuning fork. It basically vibrates it in the air. And because the two things are the same resonance, it moves it. So you can actually strike a tuning fork not near another one. And because they're the same resonance, they will, it will start vibrating without you actually having to physically touch it. But if they're not of the same resonance, they won't affect each other. They will not ring. So that that physical example right there of just bringing something that is in resonance with something else and just showing that that physical reaction will create or the, the non-physical contact will create a physical reaction to something else that's in resonance. I saw that when I first learned about some of the laws of attraction and manifestation and stuff. And I was like, that's actually super fascinating. That gives it a scientific credence on top of learning about the law of resonance as well, where you take what I just said and place that into the, the you know the example I just showed on the video and for those of you who can tune in this will be available on YouTube as well as Spotify so if you want to see the video version go jump on one of those if you're just listening to the audio version but it's cool stuff you can look it up yourself it's not anything that Alexis and I are making up that's really really cool man it kind of reminds me I don't know I don't know his name I don't know the experience I can't remember what it is basically but I'm sure you've read about it it's basically an experiment um, with a classroom of elementary school kids and um there was they put basically like a bottle or something of ice um and the, and they the kids would walk up and they'd say i hate you and then in the other one yeah. they say i love you do you know what i'm talking about yeah. and then the one the ice uh that where they would say i love you would crystallize into this beautiful formation and the one where they would say i hate you it, it would be really um uh, dark and, and muddled and there'd be no crystal beautiful formations i think that is the right experiment that i'm thinking of but either way you get the point yeah <laughs> it's it's all tons of those out there yep it's um we actually have somebody who's going to be lined up in the next few weeks that's going to talk about there was a, there's been a lot of experiments since this particular profound study that was done but dr um masaro masaro yamoto i believe i'm probably butchering his name but it's something close to that um, he did this, this study and it's called the, the study of water, I believe is either the book or the documentary. And he did it in, in a very formal way where he played different types of harmonics. He played heavy metal. He did all sorts of stuff in low frequency vibration and then froze. He did it near water and then he froze the water and it would freeze in these like really, you know, non-symmetrical, ugly shapes and forms and stuff. And then he would play Bach and Mozart and say, I love you and play very harmonic, um, resonating tunes. And they'd freeze, the crystals would freeze in these just beautiful ornate patterns. Yes. And it was literally the same exact water. So that's just a yes. perfect example of what frequency and vibration does. Yeah. So same thing, different experience. Yeah. It's the yeah. exact same. It's incredible. Or even like writing it down on a piece of paper and taping it to the bottle or like the water. Yeah that is mind blowing. Like I can understand thought or like words or saying things out loud. Um, but the writing them and putting them on there, like that just blew my mind. Yeah. 
I mean, but it goes to show, hey, like, what are you saying to yourself? What are you speaking to existence? Because everything, I mean, if I if I really think about it, the universe, my life, all my experiences are a direct reflection of exactly what state of mind, um, like I said, mind, body, emotion, spirit I am in. It's all mirror. Can you think of something in your life that at a certain point, whether it was when you were a kid or maybe even in the last few years is that can you think of something that you did not once have at one time and you were like i really want this thing and i'm going to make it come into my life and you have it now have you experienced that where you've you've defined it you've set your compass there and you've literally gotten it oh yeah tons of times i mean the biggest two times um um, I remember hating my job and, and then being in like, well, I can either sit here and just complain about it or I can do something about it. And so I, uh, went and worked for this guy and I was like, man, like I really, really would love for, to sit on the beach on my computer and be able to work from wherever I want. Like, I don't want to have this nine to five. I just want to work from wherever I want when I want. And I made that happen. It happened for me. Um, I went from working from a gym uh, for a gym owner, and then he somehow was like, "You know what? I think I want to coach gym owners." And and then he's like, "I'm going to take you with me." And literally a year later, literally on the dot, a year later, I ended up working from wherever I wanted, all over the United States, on the beach if I wanted, which actually like sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It really does. It doesn't even make sense. Like your computer gets hot and the sun is blazing. You can't see the screen. Like, but I was visualizing that and it happened. And then another one just recently, I think uh, last year I was like, I would love to wake up in the morning, have a create, you know, whatever I want to create, create my business, work on graphic design. Um, I want to be a part of a community and I want to work out if I want two hours a day, if I wanted, whenever I want. And guess what's happening? I wake up each day and that's exactly what I do. I'm able to be creative. I'm able to work whenever I want. And sometimes I do work two hour, work out two hours a day. Like I'm actually focusing on my health. So um, I was very detailed about that, but I let it go. And I think that's why it came into existence. Mm. I was just literally thinking about this last week. I'm like, holy shit. I, I didn't think about it at the time, but I completely manifested this because I was thinking about it last year. Yeah. Now, did Pretty you- insane. Did you go through a process of like writing it down or doing anything to define? Like, did you heavily define it or you just kind of threw it out there? I threw it out there because I, and, and the reason why I think it happened, even with the last thing is like, I truly desire it. And I think that's what, I mean, I don't think I know that manifestation has to come from true desire deep in our being. I really, really wanted to just be able to work on my health and, and get in really good shape and work out whenever I wanted. And I also really desired community again because it had been years since I did CrossFit. And so now I'm in a CrossFit community and I'm around people all the time. I also wanted to be creative throughout my day and I'm doing that exact thing. Like I did, I truly desired these things. Um, and so, and there's been many things that I was like, I want this and it doesn't happen because I don't truly desire it. Now, is in a, as part of that desiring process, do you feel like you visualize it a ton? Like, was it something that you thought about and you basically sat there and were, were able to feel the emotion of what it was? Or did you even go that far with it? No. And that's the interesting thing. If you read stuff online, they say you need to sit in the motion, or emotion and the feeling and you need to, um, you know, do all these things to be able to manifest your desires. But I wasn't 
I, it's quite, I will say this, it's quite possible that I was in the feeling of whatever I'm experiencing now, mm -hmm. but I will say I didn't do any work. I just thought about it because I really wanted it. And then I let it go and then it happens. But the one thing you probably didn't do in that process was sit there and say, what was me? Why don't I have this? And why can't I have it? Like you didn't actually right. sit there and pound the sand and say, you know, I, I want to have this thing and I wish it would hurry up and get here, which is what most people will do. You know, Great. they'll yeah. talk about the relationships that they want or the job that they want or, you know, the better body that they want, but they won't actually feel the feeling or do the things that start to get you to the better place. You know, they'll manifest more of the same thing because nothing changes, nothing changes within them. Yes. And if it comes from a place of need, then you 100 percent aren't going to get what you want like if you are like oh my gosh like i'm so desperate like i really want like a partner a life partner but you're in a needy state of mind like mm -hmm. if it feels needy like you need it then you're probably going to attract toxic partners because what are they needy right. as well um which hey i've done that before <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah, i've done that before <laughs> people get stuck in that pattern of, of wanting and never receiving you know because their their dreams their wants their desires are always out of reach for them at that moment so that's exactly what they observe you know it's not in their hands as a tangible thing at that moment so that perpetuates itself and you know if if we're not basically observing that thing that we want right then and there we basically just tell ourselves that i don't have it i really want it and that's exactly what perpetuates in their life i don't have it and i really want it you're going to get a ton more of that at least that's been my experience that I've I've actually taken a journal. It's probably somewhere literally down here on the shelf below me. But um, I had journaled things. I think I mentioned this just recently on the show. So I want to keep repeating the same stuff I say all the time. because I kind of do that already. But um, I think I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> I <laughs> but just keep saying it. <laughs> I journaled a couple things and just a, like a couple of the hot items. One of them was this podcast. Like I think it was like five years ago. I said something like I would love to have a podcast. I was so inspired by a few other people that, uh, you know, really inspired me. And I said, you know, I'd love to have a podcast of my own that people around the world listen to. Literally, that was like five different things I listed on there. One of them was being on the select board for our our town, like being in charge of our town. And I got that. I got the podcast. There was a few other things that were on that list. The job that I wrote down in that book that I wanted, I have that job, but a better version that I was even picturing back then. I just wanted to be out of law enforcement. I just, hey, I, I have a skill set for this. I would love to do this, make X amount of money and just be good with it. And all of those things came to me. And it was, it was kind of nuts when I actually stumbled across it in that journal that time, because it was like, wow, I really got all those things. Okay, well, how did I do it? You know, is there a way I can tell people how I did it? And I don't really remember anything other than the fact that I was just hopeful and kept myself moving forward toward those dreams. Like, I don't know. I just, how did you do it? Like, I honestly don't know. I just know that I didn't sit there and say, what was me? I don't have this thing. I feel like the times that I haven't manifested is, is when I have some kind of attachment. Right. Like for example, for me and my, in, in what I've been doing now with the gym and, and waking up and feeling free every day. I feel like when I was thinking about it last year, I didn't have any attachment of, Oh my God, I want this so badly. And constantly overthinking about it. I let it go because there was no attachment. Whether it happens or not, I'm not going to feel anything. So I think I think we get confused on desire. It's like, well, I really desire. I do. I really desire a relationship, a partnership, a marriage. 
But I think there's a, don't you think, I've actually never like talked about this, but I feel like what we think desire is, is completely different than what real desire is. Because whenever I desired something, I let it go because I know that it's going to happen no matter what. And you've, and then the other side of it is I know it's going to happen, but if it doesn't, I'm okay too. Mm. Makes sense. It does. Now, are those two different sides to something? Because they, they sound still on the very positive side of it. You know, that sounds like the really positive side of how you're going to actually make that thing come into your life. Well, the first one is, well, the first one is I, what I was saying is like, oh, I desire this so bad. Like I desire a million dollars, like what I could do with a million dollars, man, I would, oh, I want it so badly. That sounds like I really want it, right? Yeah. But deep down, do I really want a million dollars? Do I have the energetic container to be able to hold a million dollars? What would I even do with a million dollars? You know, like in my head right now, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Like I could travel the world, but like in my knowing deep down, if I really desired a million dollars, I'd have it. Right. Mm. I, I still think you're like, I, I don't know, Alexis. I don't know. No, you're like, just, I want a million dollars. That's absolutely true. But, Everybody does. But like, if we really desired it or held the space for it, we would have it. Right. I'm thinking of it from the standpoint of, I don't have it and I really want to have it. Like it's that, it's that part that I feel like that repels people from it. But the container, I mean, that's one thing I never really thought of as well is that so many people think they want a certain thing, but like you just said, they're not actually ready for it. Like all those things that I said I wanted back then, when some of them started to come to me, especially like once this podcast started to get a little bit bigger, I started to actually get scared. I was scared shitless. Like it started getting bigger and I'm like, oh my God, people are actually listening to this. Like, oh my God, there's people all over the world that are, that are starting to listen to this show. And it was, it was a little bit terrifying, like the bigger it got and the bigger the stages are. And even still now I, I see some people that I I look up to and who kind of came from similar places and I see these huge stages they've been up on and I'm like, man, I've got a lot more growth to go. It's been uh, the past six months have been a huge growth edge for me with a whole bunch of stuff that I've done. And I'm like, I need a few more of those six month growth edges. So when I say, man, I'd love to be like one of the top you know, top 10 podcasts in the entire world be ranked right up there with like Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Well, think about what that would actually be like. Think about what that was like a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You don't have the energetic container right now to hold that space. Absolutely Absolutely correct. I can feel that right now in my body. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, even with the stuff that I've done, one of the first couple of times that I had to go on TV and get in front of town meetings and get in front of people politically and stuff, it was like, it was absolutely terrifying. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, I want to climb all the way up in politics someday so I can really change the world. That's completely changed as far as my outlook on the world goes. (laughs) But still, it's like, I can't imagine what that actually looks like if you were like on, you know, in Congress or something and you were in front of the entire country, you know, that's that's something you have to grow into. You can't just step right into it. So it's the energetic container is, is a big one. And this is a really good example to not just the energetic container, if that sounds confusing to anybody. It's like if we pay attention to what we feel, the thoughts created by the feelings are going to be the most revealing. So, for example, you put yourself in a place of being one of the biggest podcasts in the world and you're feeling what that feels like. And then the thoughts are like, holy shit, holy shit, that's a lot. (laughs) So this can kind of tell us like where our true desire lies because like right now, like, yeah, that might be out, like that might be something that you really want. But right now, like that, you're not going to manifest that right away. Right. 
so feels too much. It feels like too much. Yeah. And there's a feeling of excitement. There's so I'll compare, I'll, I'll contrast two things real quick is, uh, back in 2017, I was first trying to get out of law enforcement and we were going to open up a restaurant in this town. I've told the story a million times. That was one of the most terrifying prospects to me. And I still, to this day, can't figure it out. Like my, my kid loves to watch this show bar rescue where they go into different bars and they're, they're awful. And this guy that's an expert goes in and fixes them up and gets them on a good road. I see some of the stuff that they go through and how they don't know how to run a business and, it terrifies. It still to this day gives me anxiety of like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that didn't work out. But of course, at the time, it was like one of those things that we kept trying to make it happen and kept getting more expensive. And eventually we had to give up on it, it was after like probably seven or eight months worth of grinding and spending thousands of dollars. It ultimately didn't come about. But it was the greatest thing that never happened. I did a whole episode on this thing uh, because if that came around, my life would have been miserable. But everything about that venture terrified me and nothing excited me about it. It was just a different job that I was trying to make. It was something that I was going to, you know, family business handed off to my kids someday. Like it all sounded good, but not one bit of it excited me. It all terrified me. So and ultimately it didn't come around. And I thank God every day it did not come <laughs> around because it just although it could have been fun. Um, it just wasn't for me with all the other stuff that I, I like to do that I wouldn't be doing. So it was one of two significant things in my life that didn't come about, but it was for my highest good. And it, it ultimately led to such a greater version. And I think it's because I really wasn't a resonance of it. The other one was actually police work. When I was really mm. young, I had a huge friction and had to go into this big court battle and have an administrative battle with a couple of higher ups on something that I stood up for. And that ultimately pushed me out of wanting to become a full-time cop and go in the career path that I was going. That's when I divided off and went in a different division. And if it weren't for that, I, I would have stayed in that career and probably just ended up a completely different person and a whole different area, a whole different way of life, you know? So at the time I'm like, why is this happening to me? And, and, you know, shaking my fist at the sky, but ultimately it led to something that was absolutely awesome it's such a greater trajectory a greater road you know so it's it's something that i my heart wasn't in at the same time back then so i can kind of see how that would manifest as well like my heart wasn't in it so therefore what mm -hmm. what steps did i take back then that magnetized the conflict that i had that ultimately yeah. pushed me? you know what i'm saying you know it was, it yes. was weird yeah i feel like there's a difference between like resistance and like uh, it, like fear that holds us back and just like straight up our body telling us, yo, like you don't even want this. Like, yeah. why are you moving forward? Um, I feel like it, it feels different, but I think that comes through experiential understanding and being aware, like, right. Everything that happens in our life and is that comes through conscious awareness, um, which at the time you can't beat yourself up because you were fully not aware of what was happening. You were aware that you were fearing, right. And it didn't feel good, but you weren't aware of like, Oh, I don't really want this. <laughs> mm. I've, I've heard something similar in an interview of a woman who was a, kind of an expert on this stuff. I totally wish I would remember what her name was, but she talked about it in the context of a runaway bride. So like a woman who just ran away at the altar on her wedding day or just didn't show up to the ceremony or whatever, that a majority of the women that she had talked to in a similar situation knew from the moment she was getting proposed to that it sounded good, but this wasn't the guy. It wasn't the situation. And then the day came and it's like, as the day got closer, they could just literally almost feel like their body 
vibrating and shaking to the point where they were either physically ill or just knew that this this isn't how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel happy and elated. Like it's the same thing with all those the two job ventures I just mentioned, all the way up to something as as serious as marriage. Like you can tell when it's not something that's in resonance with you, and you're disharmonious with it to the point where yes, you have to take off on your wedding day. I have something written down. I thought I wrote it down. I'm like looking for it because I was like, man, like I wrote this down and it was so freaking good, but I don't have it written down. But basically like exactly what you're saying. And that is a beautiful, beautiful um, story because it's so true. It's like pay. basically what I wrote down was like, pay attention to how you feel because that will lead you into what you really want. Um, pay attention to what feels good. Right. Right. Like, like that, the bride, like they know, they know this doesn't feel good, but this is not like I'm afraid of commitment or whatever, because you wouldn't be at that altar if that was the case. It's like, no, like I I know that this isn't right for me because our body always tells us. I have a question for you though. It's like, I feel that there is um, people who have, I think this all comes down to mechanics and something that I've learned within human design, but I feel like some people um, have the mechanics of loose versus um detailed manifestation Mm, yeah so for for example i'm a i know i'm a detailed manifestator (laughs) manifestator why can't i talk a detailed manifester meaning i can say i want a painting that is like picasso but it's not like picasso i want a um a house that's in the middle of the painting and I want there to be turquoise ocean underneath, you know, whatever. <laughs> Why is that the first thing that came to mind? That's weird. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden I, I let it go. I go to the store and I'm like, Oh my God, I literally like that's detailed manifestation. Right. I get exactly what I want. I think that you are like that as well. I- <sighs> yes and no, because I'll kind well, let of me just- hold on. Let me explain loose. And then you tell me. Okay. So that's detailed. I get exactly what I want or whoever the manifester is. Um, Then there's loose manifestation of there's people out there that may be like uh, creating a full checklist of exactly what they want in a partner. And then somebody strolls into their life and it's way better than they can ever have imagined. Um, And I actually have many friends in my life who are loose manifestors where they're like, yeah, I thought I wanted this thing and I put it out there, but I got something way better. And I like literally couldn't have visualized that in my life. Right. So for you, like, do you feel like you're loose or detailed? So I think and for all of you out there, like really think about that because this is important, which we'll get back to. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, like that's that's important for everybody who's out there listening to this, because I mean, this is this is something that a lot of people will actually pay for coaching for. So, you know, you guys are getting this at a a bargain bargain rate here. (laughs) No, but like this is this is what I feel like is one of the bigger hangups in people's lives. And they see people like me, they'll see things that I've got going on, the things that I've accomplished and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, ultimately I I set my course in a certain way and I was very detailed. I think at certain points, like I've even been detailed down to what I'd like my relationship to look like at certain times when it wasn't looking so good, you know? And it ultimately, when I wrote down those things, something 
better did ultimately come about, but it was also an inspiration for me to take certain steps of, okay, well, here's what I'm saying, what I want out of this thing that I want my relationship to look like, what of these things are in my control and what other ones are not. And when I started to take action on the things, cause that's a big piece of this manifestation stuff that a lot of people don't talk about that we'll talk about towards the end is the action item because the universe isn't just going to be like, oh, that's what you yes. want. And then it's going to show up on your door in the Amazon package. Like, no, it doesn't happen that way. Although sometimes you can stumble <laughs> into a store and find a pair of shoes that you were obsessing about or something. right? <laughs> or an insurance check in the mail. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I think I think at a certain point of the major things that I'm seeing in my life now, I think it was very loose with it. Uh, you know, it was very. Uh, you know, I said I wanted certain things, but I had no idea how they would actually look once they got here, you know, and then there's other things that I've been very detailed about that haven't showed up in my life yet, but I have been extremely detailed about them, you know, a certain dollar amount that I'd like to see myself making per year. And I'd like to have, you know, two residences, one by the ocean and one up here in the mountains. So I can just go in between whenever I want to like very specific stuff that I would love to see show up in my life. Um, but the things that have shown up to this date have been a very sort of loose thing. I've thrown it out there and a version of that has shown up. So, I mean, either way, I can't complain. Like I'm very blessed in what I have <laughs> going for me in my life at 42 years old. But um, I've heard amazing stories where people have been extremely detailed about stuff and and those things have shown up and everything in between. You know, it's, it's so frequent that people... Um, you know, there's, there's no way you can thumb down your nose on this and just say that it's people's imaginations or it's coincidence. Like some of these things, there's no, there's, it's, it, it's astronomically impossible for it to be coincidence. I heard someone describe it once that some of the synchronicities that happen in people's lives is like the equivalent of a tornado going through a junkyard and building a fully functional 747. That's the odds of how some of these manifestations and, and coincidences happen in the, in the world that people see. So it's, it's just beyond chance. Yeah, for sure. And for anybody that's listening, that's like, um, sometimes if you look up angel numbers, it says you're manifesting your thoughts at a rapid rate. And I would say one of the numbers, if, if people look at this, not as a coincidence is, um, number one, 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 not 11, 11, but one, 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 that's typically like, Hey, dude, like you are like, pay attention to your thoughts. It is your thoughts because we are manifesting at every moment of the day and we have to be very aware of what that is. Um, so that's coming in for me right now. I know that's a little off of what we, you were just talking about with the uh, loose and detailed, but that's really interesting what you say, because maybe it isn't about I'm a detailed manifester and he's a loose manifester. Maybe it's more of like we can go in between because I'm open to that as well. I just like, I like knowing that like, hey, I'm a detailed manifester and I better be very aware of what I'm manifesting because I had an incident two years ago, very long story, but basically I had thought about it for a while of like the type of man that I wanted to manifest in my life. And I had this, all the checklist of all these things and this person came in and I got talking to him and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I manifested you. Like you are literally everything I've thought about, but, th but the kicker was I also manifested a narcissist. So he had all these other qualities that like <laughs> I wasn't detailed about, you know? Um, so he had, you know, all these amazing traits and all of these ones that he needed to work through as well. But um, that's a good example of like, hey, like if you're detailed, you better get real detailed because right. yeah. Oh, and Be going back to the Metcon shoes. I know, I think we talked about this in the last episode. It's like the black Metcon shoes 
for anybody that didn't listen to that one, I basically was thinking about how I really wanted these weightlifting shoes and I wanted them to be black, but I didn't want to go to the store and pay $120 for them. So I was driving one day and I saw a random consignment store and I was like, hmm. And I heard, I wonder, like I thought, I wonder if they have black Matcon shoes. Kind of weird. Like, why would they have weightlifting shoes? It's a consignment store. It's all like, ooh, like foo-foo, bougie, lots of like rich people there, you know. But I walk in and what do you know? A pair of black Metcon shoes that are my size for $30. I was mind blown. But here's the thing. I wasn't completely detailed. So they were half black, half white. See? So that's a good example. But to go off of that, with manifestation, like you said, you said earlier, something that like kind of triggered this, it's like, okay, when we're manifesting, sometimes stuff shows up very easily, but also sometimes things show up that we have to pay attention to the feeling, the thoughts that lead us there. Mm. Like if I wasn't aware of, if I wasn't present, I think when I was driving and saw the consignment store and I was thinking about other things, I wouldn't have heard Hey, I wonder if there's black Metcon shoes there and just followed the thought and went there. Right? Like yeah. I would have been like thinking about, oh my God, my life, I'm so many bad things. And I would have saw the consignment store and just totally missed the opportunity. Right. Which means that we got to pay attention. We got to be alert. We got to know when the universe is like nudging us in the direction of the things that we really want in life. Because majority of the time we we uh, it passes us by. Yeah. It passes us by every single day, probably. <laughs> Yeah. And I think is that's probably been one of the things that I've learned the most of in the last, I want to say even just the last three or four months, just recently. I mean, I historically would not have considered myself somebody who had very good intuition, you know, and I used to say like, I don't have any intuition at all. Um, and I stopped, I stopped saying that about myself because I want to be somebody who can develop some sort of a good intuition. And uh, little did I know. I mean, it was always there. You know, I'd I kept myself yeah. safe on the job for all those years because I'd say my spidey sense went off at certain points. I mean, there was one time I were I literally wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if I didn't pick my head up and look in an opposite direction and see a car that was literally barreling down on me when I was out doing a traffic thing. And I had to jump over a set of guardrails and that car crashed into the guardrail. The lady just was old and did not see anything. Never mind me standing out there. <laughs> um, but something told me at that last second, look in this direction and then see the danger. And there it is. And that's happened more times than I can think of. There's so many times where a close call didn't you know obviously nothing bad happened because at the very last moment i happened to just pick my head up or look in a certain direction and something you know that was going to hurt me or whatever didn't um but just then, right. even, just even recently i've gotten to the point where if i feel a little something or i'd have like a huge ringing in my ears i started to mm -hmm. have different feelings or correspondence to something that then happened right afterwards. So a perfect example was just yesterday. We were driving up a very rural road nearby and I got pulled over last week for the first time in like 20 years. So it was kind of a, <laughs> like, now I'm a little more like, you know, I used to have a badge in my pocket and everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, here's my license. And you know, oh, there's accidentally my badge. I don't have that privilege anymore. And I think it's kind of crappy. <laughs> That's crappy anyways. I'll say that right off the bat. That's crappy for cops to do that. But that might have happened with me from time to time. And I never really paid attention to how fast I was going. So after last week, I got pulled over. I'm driving along yesterday and I wasn't really going that fast, but I just had this inkling of 
hey, slow down, like ringing in my ear almost that was just like, wow. hey, slow down. And I said out loud to my wife, I go, I just got that feeling like slow down. There's going to be a cop right there. We get up around the corner and it wasn't a cop. There was five deer literally standing right in the road. And if I didn't start to slow down, I don't know if I would have been able to avoid hitting them in my, wow. pretty, my pretty little Audi. So, yeah. It was, that was one of the first times my wife's like, see, you got to start listening to that because, so, I mean, she's, she's an intuitive person too. So she's kind of like helping me along with that. But I want to, I want to blend that into this conversation by saying it's the little nudges and the intuitions that help you take a step in the direction of the thing that you are aligned with. You know, you're starting to feel that feeling. You've imagined what it's going to be. You've put that desire out there. You've thought about it. And maybe you've done the, the releasing thing, like whatever the recipe is that works for you. You've done all that. But then little things, like even if it's just a little nudge to go in the right direction or, hey, I, I think I'm going to stop here and go get milk rather than go do it at the other store that I stop at all the time. And then you bump into a chance person that leads to some sort of a partnership. I've had that exact story happen with me before where I just happened to be going in somewhere and bumped into somebody I hadn't seen in 15 years and it turned into an awesome business relationship on that chance meeting, you know. So it's those little coincidences that end up leading to what we then call a manifestation of something. And mm -hmm. I feel like that that gives a little bit of a, a less of a woo-woo experience, but also at the same time is a woo-woo experience because you're tapping into an intuition. Right, exactly. Oh, I have, have, oh, it's so funny. I like screenshot this so I can read it to you. Have you ever heard of... <laughs> Um, master masturbation manifestation. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> We're going there on this episode. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Like, I was listening to a podcast is, and they were talking real? about it. And I was like, "This is some like real new age shit." Like, I've never heard of this before. And I, I, I'm not gonna like. I don't have any opinion on it. I don't know if it works. If it doesn't work, I'm probably not going to try it. I just think it was so funny. And I was like, what is this? So I wanted to bring this up to you because we were talking about manifestation. It's so funny. So what is the general, what, what is the, what is the summary of what this is? This so is new. This was a new one to me. I thought I kind of knew a lot of this, uh, a lot of the things that were way out there, but yeah, this one's do, right? do tell I'm going to get myself comfortable. <laughs> Okay, yeah, get comfortable. So basically, it is essentially harnessing your sexual energy through the orgasm to mindfully and intentionally manifest a personal desire, vision, or goal. Okay. So basically what they're saying is that all sexual energy and all creative energy all come from the same powerful source, all, all the same energy, which is true. Yeah. It is all the same. So basically, when you're in the peak of the orgasm, all of the like the joy, the love, the happiness, all of like the um, the, the euphoric feeling. Yeah. yeah, the euphoric feeling that you're having is the same as when you would manifest other material uh, experiences. And so, in the <laughs> so I don't I don't know much about it. So if anybody's interested, you could research it. You just Google that. But <laughs> basically you can set the intention before of the thing that you want to manifest. And then when you're orgasming, you think about it. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought That's it was That's a new one for me, but yeah. I mean, uh, th that goes all the way into like, 
Kama Sutra and stuff. I mean, there's there's stuff that goes back into like esoteric teachings and um, you know old school stuff that talks about things similar to that. So I mean, yeah, I I, I don't I. Hey, hey, who knows? If it works, who knows? you know. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. Seems like a lot of work to me. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, there was actually. Let me see if I can do a screen share because this. This one actually ties in. Um, I got a couple things that I wanted to share before we go because I actually saved them and they were valuable, but I keep on shrinking my screen. So screen share is hard. Um, this one right here. So this was one that I thought was valuable. So this is a picture of Albert Einstein and it basically says that everything, my, my screen's overtaking it here. I can read it. There we go. <laughs> Everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want. And you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. And that was something that Albert Einstein wow. said. And I know I've, I've seen that quite a few times. Um, so it's I, and I actually looked it up to make sure it was an actual quote that he said, because sometimes they'll put these memes up and it's not something that's legitimate. Um, but I mean that there's a lot of people who are in that realm of they're in quantum physics or they're they're extremely intelligent intellectuals. But this stuff is no mystery to them. Like this is something that's been around for a long time. Um, it's kind of been in the circles of you know Freemasonry and, and Rosicrucians. Like there's you know the the, the Kabbalah, the Kabbalion. You know they they study these things for so long. So it's no mystery and everybody's talking about it now. And these, these people have known this stuff for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And it's, it's pretty cool that it's making the mainstream, but I still feel like there's just a lot of, there's a lot of fluff out there, but there's also a lot of stuff that is almost, I guess, misleading that keeps people in that perpetual cycle of never actually bringing about what it is they want into their lives. I agree. And I think there's so much fluff and like, so much information out there from people. I don't want to like bash anybody because like I don't think they're aware or maybe they are. That would be shitty. But <laughs> yeah, putting information about things that they don't fully experientially understand, um, which is unfortunate because a lot of people look at information and and see it as this is what is the truth. Um, but I love that you brought in Einstein. Like everybody can, I think everyone can respect that man yeah. for who he is and see him as a very intellectual and also scientific person. And so the fact that he didn't say manifestation because we coined that, you know, whoever coined that word, but um, is I mean, I think that's incredible because you're right. It has been going on for centuries. I had, I was in a conversation with once with somebody. I was like, oh my God, like you totally manifested that. And they were like, uh, I don't believe in that. Like it's a coincidence. And I bet if I would have pulled up that quote from Einstein, they would have been like, well, let me, uh, let me think about that. Maybe it is, maybe it is manifestation or whatever you want to call it, but it's so, it's so frustrating. It is because the, the word itself, it sounds so out there and woo-woo, but it's really nothing. It's it's literally just bringing about something into the physical. And it can actually be something, uh, you know, not even physical that's in your awareness. You know, you can, you can manifest an illness, you know, and I guess that is a physical reality. But people, uh, Dr., Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how people can manifest illnesses all the time. They manifest healing all the time. The placebo, yeah. I, I, I used to know these statistics on the back of like having it on the back of my hand, but when they, when they develop a medication, they will do a placebo, they'll do a sugar pill. And the percentage of 
people who actually get healed from taking the sugar pill versus the people who get healed from the supposed medication, people literally, there is a measurable percentage of people who exhibit mind over matter. They manifest the opposite of illness. They heal themselves and actually get better based on their thoughts and beliefs that they're taking the medication. And the same thing goes for illness. People that are hypochondriacs will literally manifest certain things. They will manifest different symptoms of different diseases, and it is literally psychosomatic. They manifest an actual illness. So, you know, you consider you're, well, you're doing that to your own body. What else is possible? Exactly. And also, if you think about, <laughs> I don't know, just to bring this into it, but like, think about religion or um, maybe religion is not the best example, but um, or uh, cult leaders. And they're like, I can heal you with my hands. Right. And these people either they're maybe they're actually fully blind or actually, you know, can't use their can't use their legs. And then all of a sudden this cult leader uh, gets in their head and then they start believing it and then they put their hands on them and all of a sudden they can walk like, yeah. whoa, yeah, mind blowing. It's yeah. It, <laughs> but that's a manifestation what our thoughts can do right and the, and the word manifestation is just created such a buzz around it that it will immediately turn people off there might be people who don't listen to this episode just because it's going to have that word in the title but ultimately it's it is something that everybody can apply to every part of their life and start becoming a little bit more self-aware and the little nudges in different ways that they can maybe define or loosely define whatever it is that they say they want and the little parts of how that's going to come into their life and manifest will start to be there. I mean, if you wanted a car, this is the best example that I can think of that happens to everybody. When you go to buy a new car, all of a sudden you go and get it, you test drive a car, that's the one you want to buy. And if any sort of time gap goes by, or even after you buy it, you start seeing that car on the road all the time. It's just basically become something that's now in your awareness that wasn't there once before. And I can make that argument that that is what a huge part of what manifestation is, is that you are now putting it into your perception, your field of awareness, that you're able to look at the signs and avenues in life that that thing is going to come to you that you wouldn't have seen if you didn't otherwise have your eyes open. You know, if you hadn't defined it or loosely defined it, those avenues just wouldn't be something in your perception, but they were always there, you know? There was this beautifully said there was something that I did that was it was a great visual representation. I'll put something up on the screen right now. But Claude Monet was a great example of how I used the levels of perception to sort of open people's eyes to the fact of perception that you could look at an entire array. And I got this from working in the art museums that you can look at a whole array of Monet's paintings. And the early ones were very beautifully painted, very defined um, impressionist paintings where you had a lot of color. And then as the years went on, they got grayer and the, the colors seemed to just sort of blend in together. It wasn't a huge color palette. Well, you can look at those paintings right there and just maybe say like, here's where his younger paintings were. Here's his older paintings. He just kind of maybe got lazy when he got older or, you know, just didn't care anymore. No, he painted exactly what he saw. And when he got older, he developed cataracts. So he had, I think he had some sort of a surgery on one of his eyes and it completely messed up everything the way he sees. So he didn't even start to paint the same paintings um, with one eye closed and then paint the painting again with the other eye closed and he would see a completely different color scale. So now wow. if you ever look at one of Monet's paintings, you'll never look at them a different, the same way again. Like if you see it's a Monet painting and you see two of them side by side, one's a huge red palette and the other one's got a purple palette, you'd be like, oh, that was because of the difference in his eyes. Or if you see one that's in a gray scale and it's all washed out and blurry, you'd be like, oh, that's probably when he had cataracts. But if you see another one, 
that's highly defined and beautiful, you'd be like, oh, that must be one from when he was younger. It's that same level of the way you change your perception is what happens when you define something you want to manifest in your life and you're just keeping your eyes and ears open for the potential of that thing. And then, boom, it comes around. I guarantee you, you could trace back how you ended up at that CrossFit gym. You defined it. You said you wanted it, but you could probably roll yourself backwards that once you said, this is something that I think I would love to do, the opportunity presented itself and you, you went into it. Like if you didn't define that, you might've glazed over that opportunity without actually going into it. Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, um, layers there for sure. But, um, to go back to your point, like earlier, you were like, we're going to get into action. And I think that also we can't manifest that. We talked about this before. We can't manifest things typically, um, without action and we can't manifest things typically without, um, let me back up. For example, somebody that wants to, uh, own their own their own successful business. They need to take action and develop skills first to be able to manifest a successful business. Um, or what what's another good example? Because that's not like the best. That's not like not everybody can relate to that. Um, Relationships. Because people will manifest the wrong people all the time. Yeah. So a good example of this is like you need to take action on. Um, doing the inner work and, you know, whatever it is, let's say, uh, you have your codependent, uh, doing the work, uh, taking the action and doing the work, man, I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) You do it. (laughs) You do it. You take over. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Like you actually have to take actions when it's necessary to, because the universe isn't just going to deliver something on your, your plate. It's not going to just show up without some sort of an action item. I mean, even with the jobs that I said I wanted and the things that I've said I wanted in my life, or even doing this podcast for an example, like I could have said that, but it required going to get an iPad to process some of the sound stuff. It required a microphone, you know, it required uh, you know, I had to sit there and practice and record myself to the point where I didn't want to puke listening to myself on <laughs> the audio. Um, it, it required a whole lot. And it's, it, you have to take those actionable steps. Otherwise, a podcast wasn't just going to end up on my lap. I wasn't just going to all of a sudden end up in front of people. So it's, thank you. <laughs> it, it does, it requires something. And that's a part of the recipe that more times than not, people will leave off. And I've ha- I have heard the experts say like oh you have to take action but it has to be inspired action at the same time you know if you're always doing something and you're feeling like you're forcing it all the time it's not going to be something that is is just like what we talked about like with the jobs or the restaurant that i was trying to start like yeah i could have grinded it out i probably could have made that thing start if i would have got myself into debt far enough it wasn't what was meant for my highest good so in this podcast has changed in its, its format from what I originally had envisioned to where it is now. You know, it's it's the inspiration that comes along with it. It's the same thing with relationships. You the same people manifest the the same exact person in a different form. And they oh, I yeah. always I always pick the wrong girl or wrong guy. What are you looking for? You know, what is it that you're actually what is in your perception that you're looking for in a partner? Because you're probably picking the same exact traits and therefore you're ending up with the same exact person. Your action item mm-hmm. there, pick some traits that are going to give you what you supposedly say that you want. You know, you, your actions have to meet your, match your words. 
Yes, a hundred percent. Thank you. I was, I'm like, I'm getting tired. I don't know what I'm saying. No, you said it perfectly, especially with the podcast and the relationships. I mean, exactly. Um, and so for people out there that are to wrap, I think we need to wrap this up, but for people out there that are like, okay, so how do I manifest? Um, listen back the entire podcast. Cause there are so many different, uh, I think we gave a lot of different, I wouldn't even say clues, like we straight up, we're just like handing the information to everyone listening to this and like how to manifest. Um, but my advice, I don't know what, actually I'm really curious what your advice would be too. Um, my advice would be don't focus so much on manifestation, right? Like truly, like just don't even focus on it. Just live your life. And if a desire comes up, what needs to happen to get to that desire without attachment without an end goal, without uh, whether it happens or not, like being okay with that, because that's where a lot of our des- our true desire comes from. Mm. Um, I think when we place too much emphasis on, I'm going to manifest this thing, and hey, I might change my mind a year from now. I might be like, you know what? Uh, I have a whole different way of thinking about manifestation. But at the moment, I feel like uh, anytime that I've manifested, mas- manifested anything, it's because I'm not thinking about it that much. Right. And I think the key word to leave out of the recipe is desperation because people yes. people will try to manifest from such a place of desperation. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I have been desperate to leave certain jobs. I have been desperate for certain things at certain times. And it's you get to the point of almost impatience and all you're focusing on is the fact that you don't have it. You're not focusing on the the little actionable steps the, the the you know the little nudges the things that do come up in front of you you're not paying attention to it because you're so focused on the thing not being there that a, an avenue opening you up to get to that destination is passing you by every second of the day because you're just focused on the fact that you're not there so 100%. you're just riding down that highway of life without paying attention to the exit signs like hey this thing what you want it's right here oh well you just missed yeah. it there's another exit you're probably going to drive right by it because you're just focused on why am i not there so, so good. That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. And I'd, I'd have Just to say, chill out. exactly. <laughs> chill out is one of the best things. And, um, you know, I have to say this though, it's different for everybody and it's different for every single situation. And I guess that's where I would have to make the pitch where if, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. It depends on who you are. It depends on who, what your life situation is. But that's why you seek out somebody that can tease this stuff out of your life. I know that's one big thing. If there's anything I've helped people with when I've done coaching, it has been with basically this in a nutshell. And if it's people who have been really not of the open-minded mindset of manifestation, like that word's not for them, using different terminology, it's saying the same exact thing and still getting them what it is they desire in their life. It just takes a process. Sometimes they have to change who they are. There's a long story a long road that goes with it i'm I'm talking 2016 is when i started all this stuff you guys like this is when i first started opening my mind up to a lot of these things and right now i consider myself an you know maybe an intermediate that you know I, I can kind of figure things out a little bit but by no means am i a master it takes a long time to do this stuff so be patient 100 percent. well said and seek out and people see. like alexis and myself when you guys are uh you guys are at a road where you can't get there. That's why people like us are there. So all the True. ways, all the That's ways to point. reach us are, I'll put everything in the show notes just to reiterate some of that and keep exploring live this life.org. Some of the things that, uh, some, some little things here and there to come out, um, that will help you down the different avenues of stuff like this and ways to connect with Alexis and I are going to become more prevalent live interactions too. We're going to be doing some stuff on, 
clubhouse hopefully and getting out there and talking to people live a little bit more and interacting with the listeners a little bit more but bringing these questions to us live rather than like a coaching session would also be a great way to i think open this up for some examples to people oh my gosh i would love that because <laughs> i feel like uh i feel like knowing yourself is what you're here for out of anything else that you could come into this life the purpose is to really know who you are um and that's where all of Everything we speak about, um, you're able to manifest if you truly know who you are. And that's also multi-layered. And <laughs> seen right there. And seen. <laughs> we'll wrap it up on this one. Great talking with you, Alexis. You too. We'll Peace. see you next time. <laughs> if you are a conscious thought leader, an expert on inspiration, or have your own amazing story to tell about how you've manifested your best life, we want you on the show. You can connect with us by writing to connect at livethislife.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at livethislife.org. Or you can reach out to us through the show's Calendly page at calendly.com forward slash livethislife. And be sure to check out everything going on with the podcast at livethislife.org.